As mentioned in the last segment, we're big fans in this program of investigative journalists. We've had on Greg Palace, Jefferson Morley, Christina Borgeson, and too many people to mention, frankly. And it is our great pleasure at this point to speak to yet another one. Joe Rubin has been an investigative journalist, an independent one, who's done work for NPR, for the Center for Investigative Reporting, and for Frontline, among others. Currently, he's been doing some great pieces for the Sacramento News and Review, which we have quoted. And it's my great pleasure to say welcome to Radio Parallax, Joe Rubin. And it is my great pleasure to be here. <laughs> Joe, the piece we were quoting you about, and of course it's very topical right now in the news, water being on everybody's mind. You did a great piece on water meters here in Sacramento and some of the chicanery involved with them. Yeah, you know, I was asked by uh, KQED and uh, NPR about a year ago to look into, you know, just why in the midst of a drought does Sacramento have um, such a low percentage of residents with water meters. And along the way, I just discovered that it was not just that they were taking a long time, more than 20 years from when the state mandated that Sacramento and the rest of uh, kind of holdouts around California have to, had to put in water meters, but it was also incredibly expensive. So I started kind of a journey to figure out why is it that the program here was at the time estimated to be $473 million, you know, more expensive than the downtown stadium that was so controversial. Pretty much the largest capital uh, works project in the history of Sacramento. Apparently, there was a lot of scandal involved in some of these meters, I guess, being sold off. Yeah, uh, it sure was, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, but the fact that uh, apparently some of them uh, went missing. Yes, uh, that's, a, that's a great um, great question. And I think, you know, what's interesting is I feel like that's never really gotten been gotten to the bottom of. The back story of that is that there was an FBI undercover operation. Um, which was aimed at rooting out corruption in the Department of Utilities. And a couple people were arrested here in Sacramento. There were other arrests around California. <laughs> After that, there was some limited investigation as to you know, how well the Department of Utilities was operating. And that was when it was discovered that there was really no accounting system to figure out how many water meters there were. And so that's when <laughs> an, a city auditor said, hey, um, Wait, where are those 4,000 plus meters that are worth, you know, several million dollars? They are, they're like, you can't tell us where they are. And so they sort of scrambled to account for them. It wasn't an outside investigation. It was an internal investigation by the Department of Utilities. I don't think that that was, has ever been properly looked at. There was $250,000 worth of them which were never accounted for. There were indictments, weren't there? Didn't some people actually have to face the music on this legally? Uh, yeah, they were um, several people went to prison. There were two people who were arrested in the in the Department of Utilities. Part of the kind of murky mystery here for me is that um, the person who was the corrupt contractor, who was basically um, having utility employees uh, sell kind of used equipment out the back door, he also sold new. And this has never actually been talked about kind of in the press, except for at this moment right now, which we are which we are doing. <laughs> Let me be precise here because it's a little complicated. The same contractor sold new water meters to the city of Sacramento. So out of contract, and this was brought up in an audit, and the audit said, hey, we bought um, water meters from someone. It didn't mention the fact that the person like went to prison. And there was, no, there was a sole source contract, and this was outside of the sole source contract. So I guess my question is, why wasn't that further investigated? And isn't that kind of a clue as to where those 
$250,000 worth of missing water meters went, mightn't they have gone to the same person who was selling stolen equipment all over California? Wow. Yes. You raised some issues, too, about how they were going about doing all of this. It turns out that the methodology in, in, in the Sacramento's case uh, was unusually expensive. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, so that, that this gets back to my Sacramento News and Review article. And yes. so pretty much what happened was in Sacramento, city officials here, you know, and, and some people still, I think, agree and disagree whether there even should be water meters. I certainly think that water meters are, are important, but some people in Sacramento still think, you know, they should have the right to kind of tap water um, out of the rivers that, that go through here. But, you know, after holding out for, for, for quite a long time, Sacramento was forced to, by the state legislature, to... Um, to have to install water meters. They negotiated an extra 20 years into that plan. And what then it was time to like come up with an, a plan to implement it. So the so Gary Rents, who was then head of the Department of Utilities, went before the city council and he said, well, we have to take all of these 20 years because all of the water mains which go through people's backyards, which is a huge percentage in Sacramento. Um, it's a, over a third of the city. They're all, um, at the end of their service life, they all have to be replaced. And so that's why this is going to be so expensive. And what's kind of confounding is he didn't present any evidence. And there was no <laughs> there was no studies. That's the thing which is just so... Well, sounds good enough yeah. for us. <laughs> and... I don't blame the Department of Utilities as much as I do the elected officials here because I feel like, you know, I mean, whatever you think of the of the stadium, good project, bad project, right thing for Sacramento, wrong thing for Sacramento, it was debated quite a bit. And there were people who were, were, were looking at all of the issues there. There was no curiosity to say, wait, we're spending all of this money and does it all have to be spent? Are all these water mains, which are which they they say they have to replace before they install water meters, which is a pretty simple plumbing job. I mean, that's the thing: is it only costs a few hundred dollars, you know, three, yeah. four hundred, five hundred dollars to put a water meter in, and but what they're actually spending per household in Sacramento is more than ten thousand dollars per home, and that's because of the this extra work with the water uh, mains. Yeah. Now, for comparison, city of Fresno. Same number of water meters, okay? Just happened to have 100,000 water meters at the beginning of this process that they needed to also install. And they did their entire project for $73 million, <laughs> less than less than $700 per home. Can so wait, let's stop. Yeah. 70 million versus 470 million. 70 million versus 473 million. Okay, that's okay. kind of a discrepancy. It is, yes, yes. <laughs> and then part the other thing that my article in the Sacramento... News and Review covered is that in 2011, Sacramento City Auditor Jorge Aseguera came out with an audit and his audit said, in fact, wait, you're replacing water mains regardless of whether they need to or not. You haven't actually studied this. And he, to he told them that they should stop doing that and that they also should save another 50 or $60 million by ins not installing them in sidewalks. And the Department of Utilities ignored that suggestion by the city auditor and instead hired their own contractor to do it, its own study and i uncovered emails and those emails instructed that contractor ch2m hill that they should justify quote the the replacement of these water mains 
So not like look at, hey, these are some really serious issues. We're really concerned about, you know, residents paying higher and higher utility bills because that's where this all leads to. The money has to be bonded. They told them, no, we want you to justify what we're doing here. Just to simplify, because I know this is very complicated. The auditor comes in and says, you could save a lot of money here. And the Department of Utilities and the city council here basically doesn't show any real curiosity. And what they do is they kind of rubber stamp this new study. And so that's what all my reporting was about. And then well, Joe, when, Joe, I got to stop. Is, yeah, is sure, it possible sure. that your reporting here, uh, actually being the only person paying any attention, got some people off the dime and maybe maybe saved the, uh, <laughs> saved the city tens of millions of dollars, ultimately? Well, Craig Powell, you know, uh, who from Ion Sacramento, I mean, he, he, um, he wrote an article saying that the reporting may have saved the city more, like, you know, $200 million. Some people have said, have said $45 million. I don't know. I mean, uh, and it's, you know, I think if you're looking for credit, investigative journalism is the, is the wrong business to be in because <laughs> you make a lot of people upset. So I'm not going to say an exact dollar figure that the reporting has, has saved. I mean, I think that the, the real point is that this is still something that needs to be watched very closely because uh, the plan has been altered. The city is now saying they're going to step up water meter installations by four or five years. But there, a lot of the details remain the same. They're still saying that they're going to replace a lot of these backyard water mains without really studying them, just kind of to give some fuller understanding. There's a very common um, water main in Sacramento called Transite. And the city's plan was to remove all of the Transite water mains, which was over like 100 miles of them. At a huge expense, just that alone was like over $200 million. Now, there's places that, that are expert in these kind of civil engineering issues, and they've studied the lifespan of transite water mains, and they've come back and said, wait a minute, we see that these could last literally hundreds of years, and it's very important to study the actual condition of the water mains. What, what the a concept. Of, <laughs> the city of San Diego, they're, they're right now doing that. They're going out and they're intensively studying using the latest science, sonar, and all kinds of things to look at just what are the conditions of, of the water mains that they've had that they have so far they've just, they've said that they need to replace a, you know just a small percentage like four percent of the transite water mains in that city so sacramento a hundred percent aren't they still using roman aqueducts over in europe that they built two thousand years ago <laughs> right, in right, some right, right, cases yeah. totally totally yeah but i don't want to be accused of being a luddite replacing infrastructure is really important and well if it's bad it's, needs replacing it's bad it needs replacing but i think the point is and this is something where we just need to have a lot more kind of discussion kind of transparent discussions is I think there's been a lot of scare tactics used, which is sort of like holding up, you know, like at a city council meeting of really, you know, like a, a, a rusted pipe and saying, oh, we got to spend all this money. Well, the, the truth is, is that there's billions and billions of dollars of buried infrastructure right here in Sacramento. So the question isn't, do we have to spend money? The question is, are we spending it the right way? And are people who are really experts and have our interests at heart making those decisions. And, uh, you know, speaking of watching closely what's going on here in, in the city, uh, the email thing uh, was another piece you wrote about. The city is interested in, I think, um, making a lot of these emails go away. And, and you pointed out that's not so good if you want to look into what the city's up to and hold them accountable. Yeah, that's another very, I find it to be a very murky area. I mean, in order to understand some of these issues, 
what part of what I do is I do what, what are called public records requests. And sometimes you want to actually look back and see what email city officials have sent. And, you know, these are related to contracts or bonding and, and those kind of issues. You know, there's some great city staff who work in the city clerk's office. I was speaking to one of them about a public records request that I made. And, and this employee happened to mention in passing, oh, well, you won't be able to get these kind of emails in the future because we're about to delete most emails that are older than two years. <laughs> and I had been accustomed to looking at emails from 2005, 2006, yeah, sure. 2007. We spoke earlier about this period of corruption, you know, golf tournaments that were a mechanism for funneling kickbacks, really serious issues that I've looked into through archival email requests. So the idea that suddenly that this was not going to be available to the public was something that troubled me. And where does that stand right now? Well, I, you know, I spoke, you know, a lot with this with city clerk, Shirley Coccolino. And, um, you know, to her credit, she, you know, she answers phone calls, answers emails, she articulates herself. And I, you know, I, I actually, I really applaud that. Her take is that the majority of these emails are what they are called transitory documents. Mm -hmm. I think that doesn't really pass the common sense test. It's like, you know, you and I, and all, I'm sure all the folks listening out there in radio land, I mean, we do a lot of important business these days over email. And I think increasingly it's just a ubiquitous tool where people send links, they send attached documents. And I, I think that, you know, a city that spends hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, we need to keep track of that. And I think the argument really should be more on the other side, which is what is the justification for deleting emails when, you know, we could run out to Costco right now, buy a storage device for 60 bucks, which would hold about 30 million emails. What's, <laughs> what, why are we actually doing this? Well, I think it's pretty clear they just would like to have no record here. I mean, isn't this the same reason that George Bush took all of his uh, presidential records and put them under shrink wrap and, and put them in a warehouse? <laughs> well, you can say that. You know, as a journalist, I don't know if I want to, you know, I want to say that, I, you know, because there's, there's, there's big standards around and debates about how long you keep public records. Well, it would seem that two years would, would, be, uh, would be a little bit on the short end. My take of reading the state law is you could be allowed to delete some documents after two years, but you better be darn sure that those are, are not important documents. And um, I, this, for me, this sounds like a hasty decision. And also, I, I, I went to great length to try to get a handle on, wait, just how many emails are we talking here? Like, how big is your archives? And I was stunned. I was astounded. I was flabbergasted when I got an, a response which said that they can't tell us how many emails are in the archives because every time they try to do that, it crashes the computers at the city clerk's office. Hmm. And I thought, you know, as a journalist, you like don't want to like really make a big thing of things which seem embarrassing. So I followed up several times. I made an additional public records request okay. saying, come on, like, what if you searched by year by year? Maybe that wouldn't crash the computers. And the city still insists at this moment that they cannot tell us how many hundreds of thousands or millions of emails that they're about to delete. That is, in my view, incredible. Well, Joe, sadly, we've only got about two minutes left in this segment. But I think in the state of California, topic A is the drought. Uh, in the two minutes we got left, what would you have to say about uh, the drought and what we're supposedly doing to uh, fix things? Doug, I mean, I think that the thing that, that kind of sticks in my craw about the, all this talk about the drought, particularly here in Sacramento, is that you know, one of the issues in bringing up the issue of how expensive the water meter project is, and that it's hundreds of millions of dollars, perhaps more than it could be. What's left out 
is programs like um, Cash for Grass. And, and, you know, if you're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on water meter installations or on water treatment plants that may not, components of it may not be necessary, where's your, where's your money for gray water systems? Where's your money for cash for grass? Where's your money for a modern 21st century water system? And I think that what we're doing here is we are just rebuilding um, in a more expensive way the same water system from the 1950s rather than being smart and innovative. Well, I know a lot of the, the, the supposed argument about what we're doing in water treatment has to do with the fact that downstream they don't want Sacramento's wastewater, and we scarcely treat it. I think it's what it's like level one, or is it level two? There's a lot more that could be done with our wastewater here to reuse it. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely right. We're also spending we're spending two hundred million dollars on a water treatment plant, and I don't know the exact figure, but a lot of that is to have filtering systems that are able to draw out dramatically more water out of the rivers. So this is money that's coming out of your utility bill, f folks, every month. And no one asks the question as to, wait, why do we want to draw more water out? <laughs> Aren't we trying to do more with less here? Well, I guess my closing thought, Joe, would be that like it's people downstream don't want our water polluted with nitrates and other things, when actually if we treated it properly and recycled it, we wouldn't need to be looking up to reservoirs upstream. But it's a topic for another day. I think that's a great point. Well, I'm always happy to talk about this stuff. So it's great, great to be a guest today. It's great to have had you on. And by all means, don't be a stranger. Let's get you back on soon. Great. Thanks a lot, Doug. We've been speaking with Joe Rubin, investigative journalist who's been currently working on some great stories for the Sacramento News and Review and, and hopefully uh, in his own way, Radio Parallax in the future, because we're going to have him back. I'm Douglas Everett. Let's take a short break.